And I'm, I'm not saying I want Brady to get, to get hurt. I'm not saying I want that. That would be a disaster. It would be. That would, that would be a disaster. Unless it's toward MCL. Well, we haven't done this one in a while. I'm impressed. I am impressed. You have larger hands than I do, though, so you can reach across the board. You know what they say about big hands? Big gloves. Big feet. You know what they say about big feet? Big shoes. Big socks. Uh, I don't know if people know what we were doing right now. We got an audio mixer, and this is our first one physically in a studio. I love it. Quote, unquote. I, I think, yeah, this is the first Eminem football show we've done in person. In person and with the new mixer, so we can play music when the hell we want. We can play clips when the hell we want. We can... It's starting to feel like a real show. It's all coming together. It's, yeah. A work in progress, WIP, uh, it's still training camp, right? Not even training camp. We're still two weeks away from training camp. We're, we're, we're kind of like in our preseason We're right working now. out. We're, yeah. yeah, we're working out the kinks. Mandatory OTAs. That's what it is. Um, but we're almost, you know, the thing with mixers now, too, is uh, you got to check your levels and all that kind of stuff. How, how am I looking? How am I looking, Mara? We're good. We're good? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting towards training camp, which we'll get to later in a little bit of the show. Uh, welcome to the Me and Mara football show, the M&M football show. We haven't been here in a while. It's kind of the slow start of the season. Everybody's enjoying their summer. We had the fourth. Did you have a good Fourth of July? Did I have a good Fourth of July? I actually don't remember doing anything on the Fourth of July. I might have been working. There was uh-huh. just nothing on, was there? Fourth of July this year. What did I do? It was a good Fourth of July, though. It not memorable, so, but so, it was good. Celebrate so America. It wasn't a bad one. It, it was wasn't not a bad, bad one. one. Yeah. I know. Generally, I ask, "How was your week? How was your Monday?" But now it's like, no, we got to catch up a little bit. We've been in touch, but you know, we took a little time off. You know, now we're back at it. Wow. Uh, and there's some ser- there's some pretty serious stuff that we should get to. Yeah. Non-Patriot related, but football related, that's um, unfortunate. It's, you know, it, uh, but we're talking about the Richard Sherman stuff. I can't think of a more well-put-together player growing up watching Richard Sherman. He's been in the league since 2011. He went to Stanford. Can't think of a more well put together family guy yeah than richard sherman yeah and even when he would kind of like quote unquote fly off the handle or people would see him being like aggressive or a little out on the field stuff it was always on the field yeah i remember watching i told you this earlier when we were talking before we filmed uh, the loki pod episode six check it out on spotify it should be on there probably by the time that this is put on there i don't know what your schedule is mara but it's going up tonight it's going up tonight check it out uh I was telling you about the time that I like. I love Fox NFL pregame. I think, in my opinion, it's the best. But he was on there one time, and I just like I only knew you know, I only watched the Richard Sherman on the field at those at those points. But now I'm into you know that's when I was exposed to the guy who is just so football like his intelligence level and, and so well put together. And it's unfortunate to see what he's going through right now. And and that that is kind of the unfortunate part because I don't know if he can still play. Maybe not even play it like an elite level. You know, yeah. I know every now and then they, when they get a cornerback that's a little long in the tooth, they might move him over to be a safety just because there might be a little bit less running. You're not going to have to match the speed as much as, as a defensive back on the outside. 
but it does kind of remind you of what's happened with players in the past and how they've gotten away from the structure and the normalcy and the schedule of an off season and their body clock is basically telling them, all right, it's time to go, time to train. Yeah. You got your regimen, you got a strict diet, all that type of stuff. And as soon as it's kind of taken away from you, and I think he still wants to play football. I mean, he hasn't so, retired. Right, he's technically, he's technically a free agent. And, uh, you know, last team with the 49ers, obviously won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. He's been in it since 2011. So year 10, he's going into, he would be going into year 10, yeah. which lifespan of a cornerback you're starting to get towards the end and now like you said it's the fact of nobody's picking me up is this it what do i have left afterwards right and it's that could be it could be the c you know it could be ct related do you know did uh did he ever get diagnosed with a concussion sherman i know that i don't know his concussion history i know i know he tore his achilles Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what was his swan song in seattle and then sort of like shipped him out into san francisco and he performed pretty well for them in his first year uh went to a super bowl in his second season there i believe the uh you two just, Super Bowls in two in a row, two you, years. You just you hope that he's not a someone who needs football because he's only thirty three years old. And he's and this has come out that he's been dealing with this for a while now. Yeah, there have been reports of like friends of his going to him and trying to help him out a little bit and get in, you know, try to get to what he's been dealing with. Injury history, nothing about concussions is listed. I'm sure you know how the league is has been lately you know trying to be on top of that and it's it keeps increasing day by day but 2011 up until what maybe 2016 is that window of yeah we're on top of concussions but are you good to play monday night yeah all right let's go yeah the protocols were still kind of a work in progress you're telling me you're good to go i'm taking your word for it yeah doesn't happen nowadays no yeah you got to be cleared by a a neutral doctor unless you're tom brady with a torn mcl an MCL is different than your brain. It's tough. To, it's tough to play with a torn brain. Not the same. Not the same body part. Not no ligament brain. One's a little bit more important. Not that. Not that ligaments are not important. Take They're, a bunch of anatomy classes. They serve a function. Yeah, um, but it's. Let's get to the nine one one call, which truly is aggravating. Well, and I, I have called nine one one twice. I think in my life, maybe three times. And every time I've done it, it has been in a situation where I'm really not in an emergency. It's yeah. more like, hey, I need like a rescue or I got into a car accident. Can you send a police officer? Like that type of stuff. Right, right. And I'd have to imagine people who are working dispatch as 911 operators deal with hysterical individuals. Oh, maybe not. Well, yeah. Maybe not all the time, but it should be part of the training. Probably depends on areas that you're in and everything that happens. But And we're not... Before we get into it, we're not saying that uh, we're not saying we know what it's like to be a dispatcher or know of the position or the job. But if you hear this nine one one call, you should have enough common sense to say that this is completely like if you're this for this department, it's embarrassing. It seems like the person that called because it's his wife that called, right? Still wife, yeah. not ex wife yet. Still wife. Yeah, she called. Like she was coherent. She was clear. Yeah. She was. As calm as I would imagine someone in her situation could be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we... Gives get- all the information that you possibly could have done. Let's just... Let's take a listen. 
911, what are you reporting? Um, I, I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and blizzard. Stop, stop. Um, What's the address? Are there any is, weapons? Stop. We, stop right there. Yes. Oh, it doesn't feel so good to say that. It like, does. All right, hold on. This, stop it. This is this is what we've been waiting for, me. And yeah. This is what we've been waiting for is being able to not do this, this. Not this clip. Not this clip. We're not no. we're not happy about the clip, but, but, the, but no. the fact that we can do this for she asks if if I'm hearing properly. Yeah, she asks, what's the address? Does he have any weapons? You didn't even let her answer the first question. And then you ask her to stop. Yes. So now I, and I get in terms of like you're trying to get the information that I ma'am stop. I need the address. I need the address. Got the address. They're on their way. Not. I need the address. Okay, I need the address. Do you have any weapons on it? Stop. Shut up. Interrupt. Stop interrupting. If we get in later into the call, she's you know literally says you're interrupting me. It's, what else do you need? What what more information do you need? Or let's take a little. Because, listen to me. No, there's no gun. I'm, I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. There are, no, there are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need to get officers. Right there. Yeah. I need officers here now. What's he doing that's, that you think he's going to harm he's, himself? He's being, he's, he's being aggressive. He has sent text messages. I took, the, I took the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. This is the part of the call where the dispatcher should say, let me stop you right there. What's your address? Right, which is a question she has already asked and then seemingly didn't care about the answer. Right. Now, I actually have another question because when... I was finding out about this story. It seemed as though he was trying to get in the house and they were preventing him from getting in the house. Right. Now it sounds like he was in the house because if he was like trying to leave. Well, there was that video of from the door, the ring doorbell thing um, that he like was like putting his shoulder into the door to try to get in. And Richard Sherman is a tall he's human. He's an athlete. He's strong. He's a big guy. He could break through that door probably. McMichael's laughing at me in the corner. What? He's tall. He reminds me too much oh, of plug, the... Plug uh, the mic in. Plug the mic in and stay at peace. He, he reminds me way too much of the Predator monster sometimes. But I think it's that could just be because of the dreadlocks. I said the same thing about Manny Ramirez. You said this? I did. Hi, guys. Um, I just have to chime in because I'm here. And you have um, a last name that starts with an M. Yeah, so we got the Triple M podcast going on right now. For now. M, M, and yeah. M. Um, the funny thing I have to make a joke about this though is that as good as a cornerback he's always been, um, his one lack of talent has been tackling. So the way he's kind of been smacking into that door, I kind of laughed numerous times saying at the size and speed that you have, the fact that you couldn't go through that door. And we don't know if again, if it's how thick or if it's actually like again well he was also he was also two bottles deep. Supposedly, you know, no, and I get that. But but the way that you were kind of laid into that door twice and the door kind of kicked you back. It was just one of those things where I was like, I could see why you were known for like breaking up the balls, but not yeah. tackling. He's yeah. more, more uh, of a, a pass defender than he's, a uh, cover corner. He's always, um, what was it? McMichael, thank you for that, for for that analysis. Piece. <laughs> it was great. Um, Andrew McMichael, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that you got to think that's like a... Th- a thick door. Yeah. The place that you live, like the, the houses that these guys afford, that really anybody can afford to live in that neighborhood, those are pretty thick doors. Yeah. And but the security uh, system that they have is, again, yeah. like 
the camera quality of that doorbell camera and yeah. the audio quality of the doorbell camera, it's insane. So, yeah, he's screaming and yelling, come through. We, we won't play it. We'll focus on the call right now. But going back to the call, it's it just gets more aggravating. Yeah. He, and he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking. Okay, wait. Say that again. He has no he says if the he police has, show he up. He what? said if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they okay. need to understand that he is. He is. Okay. Has been physical with anybody there? You said he's trying to fight yes, your uncle. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. How has it been physical? He just tried to fight him. Okay, trying to fight somebody and actually being yes, physical. Yes, he did. Two he did all the way How down has it now. been physical? What does it matter? We're just parsing words at that point. What does it matter? Semantics. That's what that's what that was. Because Your job is not to assess the situation. That's the police's job. Right. Like, uh, and or to make a ruling or a judgment. Like, well, that's not worthy of a police call. So I'm not going to send them out there. Sorry. Deal with it yourself. Is is that what she was thinking? I don't know. Like, and I get I get the point of interrupting to get information, but that's not what she's doing. She's inter- like it's just it's condescending. It's unprofessional. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing is what it is. It's a, it's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a sedan SUV? It's, a, it's just a black sedan Mercedes SUV. Okay. He's not going to be able to get out the gate. I cut it off. What do you mean you cut it off? I cut the gate. We live behind it. It's, it's Richard Sherman. Like, ma'am, I, this is like a emergency. I need officers hey, here now. Hey, me. I'm handling this. You need to stop. Really? You are not handling, handling it. it. You are not handling it because she needs people to get there. You've asked for the address twice, and you haven't even gotten it. You're asking her questions about whether or not there's been an actual fight or if they've tried to fight. Either way, if you've got people that are trying to fight each other... I think calling for the police would be justified. Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm handling this. You need to stop. Yeah, it's um doesn't add up. It's just it's unacceptable really. Like you hear her his wife say it's Richard Sherman. Like this is a freaking emergency. And later in the call you hear like oh what's his birthday and um you know and I know even McMichael actually mentioned this it's like well you could try to like legitify that the or legit i don't know if legitifies a word legitify you can try to legitimize legitimize that uh or justify justify i knew what you were trying to do there i'm giving you credit words with andrew mian <laughs> don't go well i can i can write pretty well but spell you know just when we're talking talking i suck at that sometimes that's why i'm, I'm here trying to do this right? practice yeah um you're trying to justify that that it's actually Richard Sherman. Yeah. But again, you're trying to assess the situation that isn't your freaking job. Right. That, like What's I your... said, have you ever called 911 before? I have not. So this is how it went for me. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, I just got into a car accident. Could you please send a police officer here? Right. Where are you? I'm at the corner of such and such and such and such in Newton, Massachusetts. Okay, are you hurt? Ask actually probably the first question they asked, not even where are you? Are yeah, you hurt? Figure Do out you, if you need, need an EMS. ambulance? Yeah. That I understand. I shouldn't say they, they're not trying, like they don't need to try to assess the situation. They do, but it's like his date of birth. Not really? necessary. 
Unless I actually... Are, is anyone hurt, ma'am? See, I even Did thought he, that you, you, were, know. you were kind of bringing it up as she was trying to prolong the conversation because it's yeah. another thing that could happen with a dispatcher where right, right. they're on the phone with someone who's in danger and the best thing that you can do is not just say okay we'll send the police and then hang yeah. up well she's trying to dispute the fact like oh well that's not really physical it's like are you there are you watching what's happening yeah ladies and gentlemen andrew mcmichael again my my, my only like quarrel with it and, and again this goes to the embarrassment of the police force um because of her like buying time mm. um was there actually anybody even available? Because, I mean, you could just be trying to buy the time to make sure that someone is actually available to come there, which, again, to me, like, I don't know what your tax bracket is. I don't know what your, like, payouts are for your cops. But, like, right. maybe they were just dicking off and they were just, like, again, her trying to get a hold of someone and no one's kind of answering. But, I mean, kudos to Mrs. Sherman. I mean, she only said... I know, the, yeah. She said the F word, I think, like, once. Right. And it was, like, calmly. And, yeah. like, it wasn't yeah. even, like, to a point of, like... And even for someone who's frantic... Got, like, all the information in the freaking world that you could need. Am I right? Yeah. And the only thing that you need is the address. But as I told you guys also earlier, is that, like, is it wrong to be better, like, safe than sorry? Like, what would have happened to her if she, like, sent someone and it happened to be whatever it is? That cop would have been gassed just the fact that it's fucking Richard Sherman, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, my God, I, I, actually, I, I arrested Richard out. Sherman. Like, Well, that came out as a report. Is like he was joking around with the officers as they showed up and when they said, like, okay, well, we need to, like, you know, you need to come with us. That's when he got aggressive. Correct, and, and, and I'm sure that, that that's why because, again, I'm Richard Sherman and what I'm doing is X, Y, and Z and, you know, yeah. you should let me go, et cetera. Right, right, but then, right. like... If and the got, cops are but if you got into a, a leave the scene DUI car crash, no, you're arrested. Like, I, right. I get that. Uh, but I even don't even know when that happened because it happened earlier in the day, but it didn't happen at the house. And it took him that long to find him and arrest him then for then yeah. the wife having to call in? Because then, like, if it's a hit and run, like, that's like a warrant out for your arrest, like, instantaneously. Well, did he hit yeah. another car? I thought it no, was a, he just it drove was a into solo meeting, accident. Right? He yeah. drove through a construction lane, I think. It does, I mean, but if you cause any type of destruction or any type yeah, of yeah, damage, yeah, like, again, yeah. that's instantaneous, like, warrant for your arrest, especially mm-hmm. if someone called it. Because, like, right. even if there's a suspicion, so even if you're on the highway and you call in to, like, local, like, a highway patrol and you're like, hey, this kind of car is, like, swerving or whatever it is, like, they're going to go check it out to see, like, if there is a future problem. Yeah. Like, right. like you said, this is an embarrassment just because of, again, the lack of knowledge of like what's going on in your police force well what, what kind of pisses me and again none of us are pulpit chair what the hell are you doing yeah you didn't, i'm, I'm, I'm kind of like getting ready to go oh, so, okay. oh. sorry guys i just i'm hearing this and because it's like <laughs> no but that borderline sure sports com- like like politician like type of like yeah. city like no, i just want to make sure you're comfortable oh no i appreciate it thank you guys <laughs> no thank you good good luck ladies and gentlemen andrew mcmichael once again not once but twice the, uh, I don't have to pay you more for your services, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, the the uh, embarrassment for me is like, what do you need to hear on the phone call? Like, do you need to hear gunshots to yeah. really be and a actually, little uh, faster? And actually, the uh, the uncle, or I'm sorry, no, the father-in-law, he like pepper sprayed him and yes. grabbed his gun too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like, what's happened? Bef- has anything happened prior or is it just like i mean it, it, only because okay well you grab the gun like you're very i don't know the tough thing about these types of situations when you don't have all the information or even if you have all the information but not all of the information is yeah correct or consistent yeah you start to speculate mm. so what was the reason for him to be having this this trauma in the first place was it something that had to do with him personally? Was it something that had to do with the family? 
Was it something that had to do with money? I, there's yeah. a, a number of different examples that there could have been. You just you hope that things don't get violent. And anytime somebody has to bring out a gun, you, you again, hope they don't have to pull the trigger on it. And it's more for like, hey, like this is your stop sign. Like, don't proceed anymore. Yeah. But well, it sounds you know. like he's he uh, it it's you can only help you can only hope that he gets the help that he needs. Right. And he uh, on his Twitter, he actually released a statement. Uh, I am deeply remorseful for my actions on Tuesday night. I behaved in a manner I am not proud of. I have been dealing with some personal challenges over the last several months. That's been coming out. Uh, but that is not an excuse for how I acted. The importance of mental health and emotional health is extremely real. And I vowed to get the help that I need. To get the help I need, I appreciate all of the people who have reached out in support of me and my family, including our community here in Seattle. I am grateful to have such an amazing wife, family, and support system to lean on during this time. Can I just say something? The community you have in Seattle let you down. Oh. Like, that's exactly what you, you needed the yeah. police to show up and to kind of yep. de-escalate the situation. Which and you didn't get that. Didn't get it at all. Nope. It's And then when they showed up, it was like... a. They, you said they pepper sprayed him, and there was well, a fight. No, the, there father, was an the father-in-law pepper sprayed him. Oh, I thought it was the police. The father-in-law. Here he comes again. Third, I'm not paying you for the third time. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't part of the deal. Third time's the charm. My my only problem, like with it, guys, is like what you're kind of saying is that, like, again, with the world of like TMZ and stuff now, like yeah. these police forces get paid to like release this stuff because again, to a certain level, you can kind of twist it, and I'm sure the media will eventually. Is yeah. that like that dispatcher was almost like egging on the situation to get worse it and did, then if it, it did get worse yeah. then you have more publicity more eyes or ears on the situation and to me yeah, like yeah. like like i know he's constantly kind of going through this contract situation like, again a couple hours before this it was literally like i'd love to go back to seattle or even you know this right. team or that team and it's like he still doesn't have a contract yet and then all of a sudden this happens like it just seems very yeah. odd especially for richard sherman's like personality he always seems very collective well put, well put not necessarily guy. Not, not 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 calm sometimes because again some of his interviews yeah. like he definitely is a passionate person but definitely his head on his shoulders an educated uh smart intellectual person oh, yeah. that, i think oh the, the word you can use is he's not dangerous this was dangerous i i guess so it's uh, untypical or uncharacteristic uh actions but that's what concerns me the most and again is this like a cte thing or is it just yeah. a drinking alcohol like thing? of because all the of all the players that you've seen come and go in the nfl like you don't expect richard Sherman to be going through but this is also kind of quiet guys i mean for like yeah. a level of incident if this was like a defensive lineman for some other football team or right. something like i hate to put it that way but like if this was the dallas cowboys oh just another day right if this was Cincinnati Bengals, oh, just another you know another Friday night, like right. you know what I'm saying. But like, no, this is a story, and, and, and it's a and it's it's a name, but it's not to me like the story is not as big as if it was again a no name player doing something stupid. So well, because we don't you don't care about the no name player, we care about the correct so, well being of Richard Sherman. So the psychology, we know why this happened? Correct, because the psychology of this is so unorthodox for what's going on, and then even the phone call itself is like, is this like a TV show or something? Yeah. Like this is not even real. Like. Is Aston Kutcher where's where's punked? Is this is this a thing again? It's like, bizarre. It is yeah. definitely bizarre. Now, the, go ahead. All right, now I am gone. Okay. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Well, I'm done with this. Three times a charm. Third time. Wink. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Mick Thank Michael. We had a very productive today, Mick Michael. We did. Very productive day. It's more content. The you know how I love my content. So the NFL though they released a statement about Sherman because yeah. he's not associated with the team, and I wasn't sure if you 
aren't under contract with an organization, can the league still hold you accountable for things that you do? Yeah. Because you're not. But I guess because he hasn't filled out the retirement papers, mm. that's that's the reason why. So they said yeah, free, agents, free, agent. free agents are eligible to sign with any team. The league investigates any incident involving law enforcement. And if there is a violation of the personal conduct policy, the player would be facing discipline. So, but it is. Yeah. Like they're saying it's not happened now, but it is. Because you broke. You're a free agent, but you're still hired by the NFL, even though you're a free agent, so you're still employed, essentially. But you broke, like, the whole like Antonio Brown thing. Like, I have not been committed of a crime. I'm a huge. Can you do this on a microphone? I don't know if they have a saying for four times. Like four, four times. I, I mean, I was just trying to correct like what you were saying. So technically, the NFL is just trying to like sweep it under the rug before it becomes bigger. But yes, any team that if this does turn into something, he will be suspended. A yeah. game two, whatever yeah. it is. But they can't say it now because he's a free agent versus a team who wants to sign him. It could be probably I mean, manipulated. It's only just a bunch of misdemeanors too, right? C- correct, but it yeah. hasn't even been accused of anything. Like, it's his right. family. So they could drop all the charges and it could be nothing. But because you kind of deface the NFL, yeah. you could probably yeah. still be suspended. If it's game one, if it's game five, like where it is in the schedule, that's where it might be the wiggle room with yeah. this type of situation. Mm-hmm. But the NFL just said that if you are going to sign him, he's going to be th- suspended. something's going to happen. Yeah, which yeah. would be fair. You know, I agree. Again, you can't just be an NFL athlete and a superstar and do whatever you want and have no repercussions. Like if this is happening because of his playing career, because his playing career may be over, that may even be more incentive of a team not to sign. Yeah, in. I don't Just think it's going to gonna happen. In expedite the process. Though. You don't his, think so? His no. His number one priority is got. He's got to get the help. It has needs. to be. It has to be. I wouldn't even want him to be able to come back halfway through a season. And like, now I'm not saying I don't want him to come back. Like I would love to see Richard Sherman make a comeback, especially after this, and but, show that like I'm over that. I'm strong. Like I'm, I'm a different person now. I just hope that it's not turning into what we briefly talked about with the Sean Watson type of situation and. Yeah. You know, Sherman, for his age and how much he slowed down, I mean, doesn't mean that his knowledge is not increased, which, again, you know, to bring up a name, and I think that he might have been a little bit more productive than Sherman at that same age. But, like, Rod Woodson, uh, not Rod Woodson, uh, Charles, Woodson to say Charles Woodson going did, to the Packers. But they, did yeah. they move him to safety, or did they keep him at corner? No, they moved him, at, they moved him to safety. Which is the move but, that usually happens with but the older that corners. that one was a championship, and his exactly. leadership and his knowledge that he brought in right. was able to teach those young guys right. from playing that corner position to now, now I'm the overall general or blanket of the field which is why i say that richard sherman's career in the nfl doesn't have to be done if he moves to safety correct i don't think he's a number one corner anymore oh no not no 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 no. definitely not number one not even a number two as far as i'm concerned but the thing is he's delusional for the cost of money that he is and because of how smart he is he's basing it upon the market value of knowing market shares like he, he get he gets all that he's very smart when he talks about these things if you ever hear him talk about contracts i think the last contract he did him he, yeah he did himself yeah i don't think he like yeah so again like to be able to, to do that and how the nfl contracts work and to still be paid or still be profitable from this like you got to show how smart you are so i think it's the amount of money he's asking and then again go look you saying that you want crazy money and a story like this happens. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that, like, did it happen or did you get coerced into having this happen to then? Because the joke was, oh, Dallas Cowboys are going to offer you a contract tomorrow morning. I don't know. I, I would offer him a contract based on his ability to play the position or to play the sport, Correct. And not at, based at on his... Eight to ten million dollars, you're not worth that. Like, yeah. you're maybe worth veteran minimal at your age and position for what you offer. But, right now. but this is another thing, like, bringing up the idea of professional football players that have a difficult time adjusting to life after football. 
a lot of them get into broadcasting. A lot of them get into coaching. You know, if they still need a little bit of normalcy and some schedule around the football season. Look at Rodney Harrison. Exactly. But didn't he graduate from Stanford? Yeah, I mean, well, like you, I said, he's yeah. a smart man. Like, yeah. if it's not broadcasting, because again, his personality and how he does view the things, like, like he is, like, I'd, I'd listen to him. Well, what but, I said to Mara earlier, he was on a uh, NFL Fox pregame like years ago, and he was like the perfect fit for it. So if that's like that's like an avenue for him to like reach like after football, okay, like there's things yeah. But when, like when it comes to other players, like to yeah. me, Richard Sherman would probably be the bottom of the list of who I'd be concerned about with spending his money or what he's going to do afterwards. Like he seems like he has, yeah. like I said, his head on his shoulders that he would know what he would want to do afterwards. Well put together guy. Yeah. Well put together guy, and like it's it's just awful. It's, it's a it's, it's a, a sad shame. situation. It's a shame, and it's you could you well again until it comes out to like actually what triggered this yeah i think that again it's, it's just still young you, you can't chapter. you can't you can't really even have a point of view on this because again it could be anything you could have been like i'm gonna take your kids away from you like sure i mean until you really find out what was said or what was done it's kind of hard right. to speculate because the fact that like when you guys told me that he drank allegedly a bottle of vodka and a bottle of hennessy and was still able to drive a car fuck give that man a contract yeah, then because that's whew, a couple that's shots tough. of henny and i'm under the table so that's that's tough <laughs> yeah but uh what I'll say to end that segment is that I hope he gets I, – I hope that it's – like McMichael said, it wasn't really anything that we don't know yet that triggered this. We, it's, again, it's still early. Um, but if it's truly something mental or if it's CTE, whatever it is, you can only hope that he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now we'll get to the New England side of all this. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a topic that we should touch on just, you know, to get everything – Get everything off my chest about that. Um, Byron Cowart. Who? Byron Cowart. 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 He's a third-year player now, right? Third-year player drafted in 2019. Had some comments about Tom Brady's return to New England in week four for Sunday Night Football. So, yep, Byron, is. Uh, he was drafted in 2019, so he had a year with Brady. Uh, let's get to his first couple of comments. He's done a lot of things for this organization. He's coming back but he's coming back as an opponent so i'm going to treat it like any opponent and of course this is coming from uh wei uh get our get our credit in there so we don't get sued (laughs) then this is but he was speaking on patriots way of life uh via instagram and this again this is all from wei uh he's and then he gets you know into talking about you know we ain't welcoming him back uh we just have to play him there ain't going to be no damn ceremony for him or nothing like that. They might clap for him, but there's nothing, but there's not going to be, but there's not going to be. This is our report. This is our opponent. That was a weird quote. Which, okay. I don't I read well, apparently, either. I, I can't spell and I can't read well. I dyslexia? think I chose the wrong, <laughs> the wrong I think industry. I chose the wrong career path. <laughs> you should have become a mechanic. Yeah. So I think this is like God telling me to <laughs> shut up. You're not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Before we can even start worrying about posting stuff on social media, we got to learn how to read and write and, yeah. and speak. And then, of course, like, bro, what? We like to win. So, so I see I see on CBS Sports that they quoted him as saying they might clap for him, but there's not going to be no, bro, this is our opponent. Bro, what? We like to win. So that was an interrupt. Yeah. That's what that was. A little, maybe he said a little something that, you know, couldn't be. Slight hesitation. Yeah. Um, this is the, I tweeted this out. For my five followers that probably didn't see it. Uh, this is the mentality that that entire Patriots team needs to have. And I think we're rehashing this prior conversation, but 
I'm sorry. You got like, yes, I think that they should have a standing ovation when he runs out for warm-ups and everything. Skip the video, and when it's between the sticks and that game clock starts, go after him. Yeah. Go after him. Yep. You are going to look like the softest team in the NFL if it's just, like, you got to have that mentality. And a lot of these players, there are a good amount of players who didn't play with Brady. So this should just be another, This you should be used to this. You're just playing Brady again. Well, and even all these guys that were, like, 2019 draft picks was yeah. Chase Winovich was drafted in 2019, right? Right, right, right. Like, he, I think the closest relationship that they have is that they went to Michigan. I was just about, about to say, like, he's there's probably a little bit of something there, but yeah. you're not talking about playing with Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty and right, all right, those right, guys. Right. And, and they're they're clearly going to come out and even say guys that they on the end, like, imagine if Edelman was still on the team. That would have been weird. His mentality is the same. No, this is another opponent. It would, would, it, would they have gone and met on the field? Yes. There would have been a little bromance after the game. Of course, and there should be. They have like, why wouldn't there be? But I'm sorry, when that. They have to have the Rodney Harrison type mentality because Rodney Harrison has been this in this uh, position before too, where he's playing. Yeah, he's played against former quarter, you know, quarterbacks that were on his team before, and he's, you know, I'm so happy to see you during the warmups and yada yada yada. But like when, and this is like his exact words. If you go watch a football life about him, got to be one of my favorite football lives. He literally says like, "Hey, but when you know this thing starts, like I'm gonna come after you." Yeah. No, there's, you know, and it sucks because he actually ended up like injuring one of them, and like he didn't mean it, but like, and I'm, I'm not saying I want Brady to get to get hurt. I'm not saying I want that. That would be a disaster. It would be. That would, that would be a disaster. Unless it's torn MCL. But uh, I I don't think that you need to necessarily beat him up to win the game. No, that's but not I what do, I'm saying. But I really do think that if Belichick, this is this is your opportunity to be like I coached this kid for 20 years. I know what he does well, and right. I know what he doesn't do well, and I can expose that. And is kryptonite. To be honest with you, a lot of us know what he doesn't handle. It's interior pass rush. So get some guys that can break through the line in the middle of the field and just go after him. But Tom also knows that about Bill too. Exactly, and that's what, and that's what the back and why, forth. Why do you gotta Why do you gotta bring that up like that? Why do you gotta be like that? Just make sure everything's locked up. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Okay, Dad. Right. <laughs> Someone needs to be our dad. <laughs> um, but no, I think that the there's a very high likelihood that this game is more competitive mm. than I originally thought. And the biggest question is going to be who's under center? Who's who's going to be under center in week 4? And that is yeah. <laughs> You like I how I'm playing this. Kryptonite right I now? I love this. I was a little this late on it. I was a little late. You know, I didn't set you up for it though. I didn't. I didn't. Know I actually, I meant to just click on the song, not the play button. <laughs> who's 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 Kryptonite? Is oh, it, I thought this was a Superman reference for Cam Newton. Oh, it could be that too, because we're getting into Cam Newton now. It's gonna be like it's a perfect transition. What I uh, all right, turn it, turn it down, turn it down, producer. <laughs> um. But that's actually the thing is because this game is week four. If Cam Newton, like, how, what's the window you're giving Cam Newton? What's the window of time you're giving him to lose the job? Because do you want Mac Jones to start week four against Tom Brady on Sunday Night Football? You in, know, pro- in probably the biggest game in the NFL in, Jesus, this decade? decade. Yeah, easily. Regular season, at least. Yeah. It, it's... One with Super Bowl implications? You know, it's a tough spot to be in, but I've also heard people make the argument that no one expects him to be great, so it's almost like you throw him out there just to see what happens and there's no pressure. 
It's like there's immense pressure, but there's also no pressure because mm-hmm. there's no expectations. I am starting to look at Cam Newton. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid 100%, but I'm buying into the idea that he is healthier and he does have a year in the system and there are better options for him to distribute the ball and there's not going to be this uncertainty of what the NFL looks like in a COVID year right? where it almost seemed like nothing even mattered. Like As much as we're going to give Brady credit for winning seven Super Bowls, I guarantee you at the beginning of the season, people were saying, if my team wins it, great. If my team doesn't win it, season doesn't count. I mean, I kind of had that mentality a little bit. I was like, yeah. if you're going to tank a season and go get Trevor Lawrence, this is the season to tank. Right, right, right. Of course, they didn't do that. But I think you'd be better served with Cam Newton under center to start the season and get you through the first couple of months because training camp hasn't started yet and we haven't really gotten a chance to see a lot out of Mac Jones, but Mm -hmm. thinking in my head about, well, he's got the mental stuff and the physical stuff that he's going to have to bring up to speed to be competing in the, in the highest league possible. And you've mentioned many times how college to the NFL, huge jump, huge jump, huge jump. And it is most rookie quarterbacks, even recent rookie quarterbacks who've had success, they're not going to be Patrick Mahomes and have success for ye- Pat. Pat. Whoa! <laughs> I was like choking on my own saliva. Yeah, they're not going to be Patrick Mahomes and, and have success the very first year that they start playing. Yeah. And then it's yeah. just never going to get any worse. So let's get to Cam Newton's topics. Uh, this is per Mike Reese on ESPN. Uh, Cam Newton, he appeared on the Jay Will and Zubin show on ESPN radio a couple days ago. Uh, so he's essentially, this is the big comment that people are looking at. It's, you know, they're asking him about the pressure that he might be feeling for Mac Jones and, and Mac, uh, and Newton is pretty, he has, he's, he, you can tell that he's being that mentor already. Um, you know, he's not disgruntled by it. He understands that because the quote that's standing out to everybody is that it's put up or shut up time. This is the as much as we can rag on Cam Newton, and I'm pretty sure 90 percent of New England hates him and doesn't want him to start. You know, at least he has this mentality. He does, yeah. He's got the right. He's got mentality. the right mentality going into this. He's got the right mentality. Can't fault him for that, and nobody does. Nobody faults him for his work ethic or his mindset. Right. So now. last year, we were comparing him to Jarrett Stidham, right? Who was why is he like, still on the roster? Seemed like he had one foot in, one foot out. He, he just really never took control. It was almost like he knew that they were going to be bringing somebody in at some point during the offseason and the keys to the kingdom weren't going to be handed over to him. Now this year, it's almost like we're comparing him to Nikhil Harry and how Nikhil Harry seems to have just kind of quit and wants to take his ball home and and go play for someone who's going to use him for his skill set as opposed to... Which is what they did with you your first year with like the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. They never asked you to do anything that you couldn't do. You just Mm -hmm. weren't capable of doing the things that you used to be able to do in college because that massive leap. I like that Cam knows what to say. I think that, and this is really just based off of his comments about Bill Belichick and how they seem to be just like washing each other's balls all the time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much of it to believe. Like, do I think that Belichick has been good to Newton? Absolutely. He let him play every single game last year when he had more than enough reasoning to, to pull him out and play somebody else. Just saying start the, someone else. New, the, that offense, discluding the offensive line, that offense, the wide receiver core, running backs, all include a little bit. 
sucked just as much as Newton did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. It wasn't it was not a good performance by the offense. You can argue that it was one more than the other. Yes, it probably was Cam more than the receivers, but not in the the margin, the the difference between the two, not a big difference. But you know, I even got the sense a lot of times that they knew how bad their offense was. They knew how bad Newton was, and mm. they had no hope of really advancing the ball down the field. So it was kind of like we're just going out there because our defense stopped them on third down. Right. Not because we're actually going to try and score unless it was a turnover of some sort. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I can imagine it, it does suck the life out of you thinking every single time you go out onto the field, you go from we're going to score a touchdown to we might not even get a first down. Right. That's right. got to suck. And I think there's got to be something to work with. And again, we talked about it earlier when, you know, Tommy Curran and guys like Phil Perry on NBC Sports Boston were like, so surprised to see Cam Newton not throw the ball so well. <laughs> Why are we acting like we were going to be surprised like this? Yeah, because he did. I did. He have surgery over the off season? No, he didn't. But he's been working out with his so uh, throwing coach a lot. So he had surgery you know, during the year in 2019, right? And then pr- prior to the year. Prior to the year. Going into the season, okay, and then or actually no, it might have been during, might have been yeah, because didn't he play in that like yeah, preseason game yeah, with the Patriots yeah. and did something to his ankle, and then by yeah. like week two or something, his season was over. Yeah, you're correct. So he's now multiple months, multiple years, even removed from this surgery, and his throwing motion really hasn't been affected. But he has, which I've Cam's seen, throwing has never been great. But I've seen him come out and say like, I haven't been able to throw the ball effectively for the last three years. Well, yeah. What about seven years ago? Right. 10 years ago when you started in the league. Yeah. Like, it's the biggest interesting piece of this is that week four game. Yeah. So what's Cam's window? Two weeks. Is it if it's two weeks? Is one week enough for Mac to get the start? I mean, I think that you approach the season as it's it's a long year. Yeah, I, I mean, I do want Cam under center in week one. I just I do. I, I don't I don't want to throw Mac to the wolves. I want whoever's going to give the team. This is genuinely what I want: is whoever's going to give the team the best chance to win to win. Like yeah. I want Belichick to do what he said he's been doing for the last couple of decades, yeah. and it didn't seem like he did last year. So if that means Cam Newton's going to give you the best chance of winning, throw him out there. If mm-hmm. Mac Jones is going to give you the best chance to win, throw him out there. Which is what he did last year. Are you going to tell me that Jared Stidham was going to give you the best chance of winning? I think in some circumstances it would have. Like Cam Newton was that bad where if you just right. had someone who could competently pass the ball. But big, but was there a big difference between the two? Not performance-wise. Right. Or production-wise. That's why I was like, yes. I mean, and I was on that train too. I was on that train too of put Stidham in, put Stidham in, put Stidham in. Or get somebody else. You couldn't find another person that would have been better than Cam yeah. Newton. But not even a fact of just like I was sick of seeing Cam. I was just sick of losing. But I wasn't like Stidham's our savior. I thought that for about a half a minute when he threw that touchdown pass into Kill Harry in Kansas City. But I yeah. feel like we rehashed that a lot. <laughs> it's his shining moment. His one shining moment. His one shining moment. And then, you know, go to another wedding down in July <laughs> with your wife, Kennedy. I, I would say, though... Going with Cam Newton to start the season will make things easier for everyone because Mm -hmm. if you make that transition, call it four weeks, six weeks, however many weeks into the year where you do start, Mac, at least you've kind of tried another option. If you start with Mac Jones and he doesn't work out really well, now he's going to be in regression 
and you're going to be putting somebody in that you th- didn't think much of beforehand. Yeah. And we're just going to be in this this quarterback carousel that teams in this division have been in since you know Dan Marino left. Right, right. So it's going to be interesting and you know what we're going to get a lot more uh, out of that quarterback conversation when we go to training camp. Training camp. July 30th. July 30th, we you know this is exciting folks. We're going to be at training camp. We're going to be mic'd up. It's not going to be live, but we're going to mic ourselves up, and that's actually going to be that episode. Yeah. Is we're going to mic it up. I like it. We're going to be there. I we might talk to some people. Very unique. The, and and what's really unique about this is that, you know, obviously the Delta variant is out there, but we're, uh, oh, man, what if that affects it? I don't think it will. I hope not. It's, outside. it's an outside activity. I'm yeah. sure there will be social distancing of some sort, but... Fans are going to be – this is going to be a prime time to talk to fans because they're going to, you know, they haven't been to Gillette Stadium since 2019. Yeah. So it, everybody's going to be 20, chomping I'm up I'm sorry, bit. 2020. We did play a game in 2020. Oh, yeah. With fans there. Yeah. We don't like to talk about it, but – That was the beginning of the end. Right. We played it. Or the, the end of the beginning. Oh. Tom Brady's last game as a New England Patriot. No, I think it, training camp's going to be good this year, and we're going to be able to yeah. pick up a lot because there's. I think the coverage is going to be a lot more in-depth than what we got last year, too. Right. And it's going to be early, and who knows? We might go back to another one. Mm-hmm. But we got to go to the in-stadium one. we got to go to the in-stadium one. But regardless, it's going to be nice the first time around to see you know, the boys getting, you know, having some fun, the boys out there. It's going to be nice, and... You know, what do you? Uh, we'll finish it up with this. What are you most looking forward to for training camp? Uh, Could be qu- anything. Could be anything. Honestly, it's it's the quarterbacks. I want to see who's yeah. playing with who. I want to see how many snaps Mac Jones gets. I want I, I want to see if Jarrett Stidham is actually competing for a backup job. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I would say outside of the quarterbacks, just what the offense is going to look like. Yeah. Like if they get into some type of maybe not seven on seven, but a team type scrimmage where yep. it's, it's a little bit more of like an eleven on eleven game, how how are how's how's Johnny Smith going to look? How's Hunter Henry going to look? Oh, how, those, like, those are what I'm excited for. I'm most excited for the offensive weapons. All all unanswered questions. I'm I'm really excited to see the offensive weapons and where pieces from last year are going to fit in. I'm excited to see what's Nikhil Harry because we got a week. We got a week till this. Is Nikhil still showing up to training camp? Is he there? Is what's going on? Has he been traded? We don't know. Yep. I'm excited to see where Jacoby Myers is going to fit into. Nelson Aguilar, he had a pretty good o, o, you know, OTA session. Kendrick Bourne, the two tight ends. I'm excited to see the weapons because we didn't have anything last year. Actually, you know what else I'm looking forward to seeing? What? Who's going to be the kicker this year? That's a that's an underrated uh, not Rohwasser for sure whatever the hell's name Rohwasser Rohwasser and then they just released somebody else they have an undrafted guy in and I think Nick Folk as the two yeah, kickers on the roster why even bring an undrafted competition I mean Nick Folk won two you're the reason you're a big reason why he won seven games last year for twenty five years this team never had to worry about quarterback or kicker and in the last two seasons we haven't had a quarterback no, worry about or it. a kicker. <laughs> You know what I'm also excited for? We didn't touch on this because we I think we did a lot and there really hasn't been anything new. Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. The opportunity the win and this might be an emergency pod. It might. It, I don't it, know. It might. But is Stefan Gilmore going to be I think that's the I think that kind of might out, that might outshine the quarterback conversation it, for it, a little bit. It could. Is Stefan Gilmore there? It could. Yeah. I I mean, I do envision him 
skipping camp if there's no deal. I do envision him wanting to sign an extension with the Patriots and not requesting a trade, mm-hmm. but I could also see them trading him. I don't think they want to, but I could see it happening. Nick, we haven't done this in a while, but this was our first, you know, quoting exactly what I said at the beginning. This is our first in-person show with a mixer. And we get to, you know, we have music at the, you know, on all the other episodes and stuff. And, uh, but this, we're able to actually play it as we're trying to leave. Love it. And as we're trying to like talk about stuff. Makes the post-production process a hell of a lot easier too. It does because now you just got to go back and edit out anything that you said that you don't want to go over the air, which scouts honor, nothing happened like that. (laughs) But hey, you know, anybody who does this probably done it but that's not what we're doing here i'm talking about the dead the dead space in between and it's any of that stuff easier than a live show i think the most that i cut out is me stuttering half the time (laughs) which is understandable uh i love you man i love you too man a lot of you know it's raining out it's pouring this whole july has sucked because of that 10 of the first 12 days rain just rain Rain, rain, and more rain. Uh, hopefully it changes. Hopefully it changes before training camp. But, uh, Nick, it's good to see you in person. Yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, maybe we will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you later.